time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life. And uh, today, uh, our prayer life and distractions. And don't we all deal with uh, distractions in our prayer life? This is where you should be shaking your head yes, because yes, we do. But what do we do with those moments when we are distracted by who knows what? Our minds wander, our thoughts go astray to something that maybe is going to be happening later in the day. We end up thinking more about the people and situations in our lives than we do about uh, praying to God. Well, it's really all pretty normal, actually, and uh, can, in fact, draw us closer to God, really. And we're going to talk about that today and here to help us on the journey. Our spiritual director, Father David Neuschwander. Father David is a priest in the Diocese of Superior, Wisconsin, pastor at St. Joseph in Hayward, St. Anne in Cable. And joining us for the first time is one of our spiritual directors on The Inner Life. Father David Neuschwander, welcome to the program. Great to have you with us today. Thank you very much, Chuck. Happy to be here. And looking forward to our discussion, as we do every day, we will open up our phone lines and inviting you and our listening audience to join us. Uh, your prayer life and your distractions, how do you uh, deal with that? What's been your experience with that? We'd uh, love to hear your story. And again, we'll get those phone lines open here in just a moment. But Father David, get us started. Distractions during prayer. Can we make the point, I'm hoping um, that this is right, that uh, it's all pretty normal? Is Is that safe to say? I think that is very safe to say. Um, we sometimes have this idea that that prayer has to somehow be extremely otherworldly, uh, but we're humans. God made us as humans, and as humans we get distracted. Um, sometimes <laughs> when I find myself distracted, I like to just look up at the Lord and say, Lord, you you made me like this. This is your fault. <laughs> you know, he he could have made us like a like a robot or or like a computer, but he he made our minds a a jumbled mess sometimes, a wonderful beautiful jumbled mess. So what are some of the common distractions we probably have our all have our own answers for that, um, but certainly maybe in uh, your journey of faith, but certainly as a priest, uh, you probably hear about it. But what are some common distractions that uh, really all of us go through? Yeah, you know, you named it right at the beginning of, of the show. I think one of the common distractions is just what's on my plate for the rest of the day. You know, what what do I have going on? What's, what's coming up? Who am I going to be interacting with? What what kind of work is, is sitting on the desk or, or waiting for me? Who am I going to be seeing uh, or who, who have I seen? And what, what interactions have I been in? And a lot of those, when we sit down and take that quiet time in prayer, uh, our, our mind often starts going back to and gravitating back to or forward to a lot of those different events. 
Yeah, and then Father David, are, you, we talk about external distractions. Are there sometimes, can we call them internal distractions? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, there's lots of lots of different things going on on a lot of levels in our minds and in our hearts, um, and certainly there can be deeper deeper issues we're we're going through that that can continually be grabbing our attention in many ways um, and I think so many distractions um, can either be brought into our prayer or simply try to set it aside for a little bit later because sometimes those are very good things that should be thought about uh, or should be addressed, but prayer might might not be the ideal time to do that depending on <laughs> what what that looks like. Father David Neuschwanter is our spiritual director. Father David, a priest in the Diocese of Superior, Wisconsin, joining us for the first time as one of our spiritual directors. On the program, let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149, sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. Don't forget, you can also email us, Life at relevantradio.com. But as you think about uh, your journey of faith, your prayer life and distractions, what's been your experience of that? And what do you do with distractions when you pray, when you've been able to uh, find a way to deal with all of that and maybe actually draw closer to God? Again, toll-free number. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-914. Four nine, and I, you know, we're talking about internal distractions, and I wonder sometimes, Father David, if our suffering uh, can get in the way. That maybe it's uh, physical pain, maybe it's just uh, a hurt, a wound that you know is uh, uh, front and center, you know, bleeding a little bit, as we were talking about on the uh, program uh, the other day. But sometimes our suffering, uh, uh, the the pain, can be uh, so intense, and uh, do I presume that that can also be a distraction at times? I think it definitely can be, although I would I would take a look at that and say, well, prayer is something that that we're in this relationship with God and we're speaking with God about, and something can be a distraction in as much as it draws us away from prayer. So if if I'm having some kind of suffering or some kind of pain and and I'm in prayer and I'm kind of feeling Feeling that, and when my mind starts going to, uh, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? Oh, 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 wow, why, why is this happening to me? What's going on? When, when that distraction turns basically into self-talk and self-focus, then I guess I'd say that that has become a true distraction because it's turned us away from speaking with God. However, when that possible distraction becomes another area to speak with God, I think we've just taken that and turned it into prayer. Hmm. To say, Lord, this, this is a difficulty I'm going through. How do you see this? Lord, how, how are you here in me with this? Lord, let me, let me share with you why I'm afraid with this going on. And that, that possible distraction was just transform then into 
uh, a part of our prayer, where we've entered into conversation with the Lord, and we're speaking with Him, and hopefully <laughs> giving Him a chance to, mm. to speak back into our lives. Yeah, and then talk about that just a little bit more in terms of the distractions, how we can take those distractions and really turn them into prayer, because we do have the opportunity to do that, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. And and I think one of the difficult parts is that we we get into habits, or at least I, I know I get into a habit of of this self-talk. So I'll get distracted in some way, and then I'll realize I was distracted. And my first thought might be something along the lines of, well, why am I even thinking about that? I, I don't need to be thinking about that right now. I, I should be thinking about that later. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I, I'm going to try and focus back on the Lord. And if you notice in my language there, I said I way too many times and wasn't even speaking with the Lord versus in that moment when I do realize I've been distracted, allowing that immediately instead of becoming self-talk to become a sort of of God talk, to say, well, Lord, there I go again. I just got distracted. I'm I'm having a hard time today. You're you're going to need to help me with this because I I can't seem to stop thinking thinking about whatever that is. But okay, Lord, let's take a let's take a deep breath. Let's um, let's try try to get back to whatever you wanted to talk to me about. And I'm going to try and quiet down here and and listen for you and stay focused on you. We are talking today about uh, our prayer life and distractions. Uh, what's been your experience of that? What do you do with uh, distractions when you pray? And when have you been able to maybe find a way to deal with all of that and uh, actually draw closer to God? Father David Nushwander is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. Chuck Neff along uh, with Jim Shaper sitting in the uh, producer seat today. Patrick Along is answering your phone calls. And Father David Neuschwander is our spiritual director. Father David joining us for the first time as one of our spiritual directors on The Inner Life, a priest in the Diocese of Superior, Wisconsin, pastor at St. Joseph in Hayward, St. Anne in Cable, Wisconsin, talking today about our prayer life and distractions. What's your story in terms of uh, your your prayer life and distractions? Uh, what's your experience of that? And uh, what do you do uh, with distractions when you pray? And when have you been able to find a way to deal with all of that and actually draw closer to God? We'd love to hear your story. And again, toll-free phone number. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, com. Just a reminder, our Relevant Radio toll-free toll studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the 
pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at CharityMobile.com. So, Father David, uh, as we talk about our prayer life and distractions, uh, let's take a phone call and let's start with Sarah listening in Sacramento, California. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the program today. Sarah, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you Go hear ahead. Me? Yeah, great. Great to oh, have you with sorry. us. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. I, you know, I spent my childhood summers in Hayward, even though I'm in Sacramento now. It's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to share with you that a visualization that I do when I'm feeling distracted is I, I imagine putting all the cares that are in my mind and coming up in my heart throughout my prayer into a basket, and I give it to my guardian angel. And I just say, give me the basket after my prayer time, and anything that's left in it is stuff that I need to take care of and that I should actually pay attention to, and it is always empty. Our God just (laughs) takes it, and the more I do that, the easier it is, the faster it is, and now my prayer is almost seamless because my guardian angel is me. Father David, good idea. (laughs) Give it to our guardian angel. Wonder if we lost Father David. Yeah, we we might have we might have lost Father David. Sarah, let me check first of all. Are you still with us? I am. Okay, hang on. Let's see if we can get Father David connected because I love the story. This whole idea of visualizing. When did you come to the realization that maybe you had a, a guardian angel who could help you in your prayer life like that? Oh, when I was little. Well, the visualization is something that just that I I started doing in my prayer as an adult. Uh, but I always uh, clung to my guardian angel for help as a child. I do a lot of visualization and prayer, and I find that, that it's, a, it's a good way to, to bring more of my senses into my prayer. And when you talk about putting everything in the basket and it's empty after you're finished with your prayer, tell us a little bit more about that. I love that. Oh, <laughs> that might just be a trick of my mind, but... I think the the reality is none of none of this, at least my point of view, is that none of this is really for us to do. These are our, our troubles, our worries, our joys. They're for God, and we, and it's a way of giving them back. And God takes them, and um, you know I don't want them back. <laughs> so that might be the trick of the mind. But our God is also a just in time God. He doesn't give us everything we need for the whole day and tell us how to use it, and that this is going to happen. It's, it's being in the moment. It, it yeah. reminds me to call on Christ every moment. Mm-hmm. Father David, do we have you back with us? I am back, and thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah, did you hear the whole story with the basket and the guardian angel? I did. I did. I really, I really appreciate that. I, there's something powerful about acknowledging what's on our mind. And and I think sometimes if we just try and push things away in prayer, they they find a way to come back. <laughs> but and you said that so beautifully, Sarah. When when you're able to take that and just hand hand that over to the Lord, hand that over to your guardian angel, put it in a basket, and send it God's way. Somehow, it it takes that off our plate, and we're able to stay focused on and relate with the Lord in prayer better. 
Yeah. Well, Sarah, great story. Thanks uh, for joining us on The Inner Life today. Father David Neuschwander, our spiritual director, if you're just tuning in, talking about our prayer life and distractions. And I think that's such a good point for us, and maybe you could pick up on it a little bit. When we talk about uh, distractions, visualization, I sometimes will grab my crucifix, which is sitting next to my little prayer chair, and grab that and hold on to that and pray and look at that. And um, that sometimes helps me uh, get rid of the distractions. Hmm. Well, I think as as humans, we have all of our senses, and to try and pretend that prayer is just something that magically goes on in our mind, speaking with the Lord, and that's all it is, denies the fact that God made us with all these senses and and their gifts, and at times. They're meant to help us in prayer. You know, posture can make a difference in prayer. I know sometimes, well, depending on the day, sometimes sitting is good for me, but sometimes sitting is not good for me because I might fall asleep. (laughs) So I'm going to find a different prayer posture, which will aid in that. Uh, And as you say as well, with distractions, there's different, uh, different ways that we can come to realize, you know what, this, here's a practice that helps me stay more focused on the Lord. Yeah, and then Father David, I wonder too, is there some value in just admitting in our prayer life that uh, that we are distracted? Oh Lord, the distractions right now are overwhelming. But really to um, to admit that, to take that into your prayer life rather than just trying to ignore it and pushing it away and just saying, I don't want to do this. Um, you know, this way. Is there is there some value in, in the honesty of just admitting that we're distracted? There's an extreme value in that, Chuck. I mean, um, as soon as we, if we're admitting we're distracted, what we're doing is talking to the Lord about it. And we're, we're then bringing that to God, which is the whole point of prayer, which is talking to God. A lot of times I, I almost feel like, and I get the sense that many people feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm distracted. I have to fix this distraction thing so that then I can talk to God. It's this, this distraction thing is something I have to take care of on my own, and then when I'm focused, I can start talking to God again, whereas the reality is absolutely opposite. Um, this distraction thing I can't fully control, and if I just take these distractions and bring them before the Lord and say, yep, Lord, here I go again getting all distracted. I place this before you, you know, putting it in the basket, as Sarah said, <laughs> here, here you go. And it, it has a way of, of taking care of that and bringing our focus back. Yeah, taking care of that, bringing our focus back, and and really turning it all into prayer, which is what we're trying to do in the first place. Father David Neuschwander is our spiritual director on the program today. We're talking about our prayer life and distractions. What's been your experience of praying and being distracted? We'd love to hear your story. How do you deal with it? And have you been able to find a way to maybe turn that into a prayer to draw closer to God? We'd love uh, to hear your story. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888 888- 914-9149. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the program today. Father David Neuschwander is our spiritual director. Joining us today, a priest in the Diocese of Superior, Wisconsin, pastor at St. Joseph in Hayward and St. Anne in Cable, Wisconsin, talking today about uh, our prayer life and distractions. And uh, what's uh, been your experience with with uh, distractions? And um, have you been able to find a way to deal with that and actually uh, make it a prayer and uh, draw closer to God? Toll free again if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Our email address, com. Real quick, uh, just a reminder, the deadline is tomorrow. You have to have uh, been hearing us talk uh, for the last couple of weeks about uh, we're giving away nativity sets, 200 of them to 200 of you uh, lucky listeners and we want to make sure you have yours and uh, plenty of time to display it outside your home and all throughout the Advent and Christmas season. So again, the deadline's tomorrow to sign up. To enter, all you have to do is go to the website relevantradio.com slash nativity and register. But again, hurry. Tomorrow is the last day you can sign up for this. And displaying your own beautiful hand-painted nativity set in front of your home is really an easy way to evangelize your neighborhood and show that you're proud to be a Catholic. Together we can impact our communities this Advent, making room for Christ inside our hearts and outside our homes. So sign up right now to win at relevantradio.com slash nativity. You have to do all of this by tomorrow. So, Father uh, David Neuschwander, first time on the program. Good to have you with us. Let me say that again. But uh, every time we have a priest on for the first time, I always ask, tell us about your call to the priesthood. When did you begin to uh, hear the Lord saying, hey, I want you to be one of my priests? Oh, thank you, Chuck. You know, I was a freshman in high school. I grew up in Hudson, Wisconsin, and my family, I love my parents dearly, fantastic parents. I would say we were uh, lukewarm Catholics. We'd usually go on the weekends to church, but if we were traveling or something, we we wouldn't wouldn't quite make it a priority, and we didn't pray together as a family. And when I was in high school, so as a freshman, I had a religion class that, for whatever reason, knocked me right off my feet. And I, I don't know why, you know, I'm sure I'd heard a million and a half times that the Eucharist is Jesus Christ. I'm sure I'd heard that confession forgives our sins, but for whatever reason, it went in one ear and out the other for a lot of those years. But as a freshman, it started, it started clicking. The Lord was just working in my heart somehow differently, and some of that started taking root. And I remember thinking, well, wait, if, if this is Jesus, if that's really Jesus, that changes everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wait, if, if I go to confession and that you're telling me that my sins are forgiven, well, that, that changes everything. One of my favorite stories 
that I didn't hear about until afterwards, by the way, was from my parents when I first asked to go to confession as a freshman in high school. So I hadn't been to confession since probably my first confession. And I went and asked my mom and she said, oh yeah, no problem, David. That's just fine. Because I needed to get a ride. And I walked out of the room and a little bit later she went down to talk to my dad, unbeknownst to me, and said, Lee, David wants us to bring him the confession. He said, okay. And she said, well, we, we can't just drop him off. <laughs> so, so they came to confession with me for the first time in a long time for all of us. So I, I'm very appreciative to my parents. I did not realize what they were going through as I started needing rides back to church every weekend and <laughs> as I started needing rides to confession. And I didn't know what was going on behind closed doors as they were saying, what is happening to our child? But but they were very supportive in that process of reconversion for me. Yeah, wow. So when you finally said you wanted to think about the priesthood, uh, go to the seminary, whatever was going to be involved with that, how did they react to that? Their first reaction was, well, that's great, David, thinking, well, you know, he wanted to own the Mall of America, he was going to be an astronaut, you know, <laughs> whatever, he wants to be a priest now, okay, we'll, we'll let him do his thing. But once that once that stuck with me and it was clear that I wasn't moving on from that and that this was lasting and serious, they were, they've always been supportive of me. But I remember one, one conversation with my mom in the hallway as she was saying, well, David, don't, don't, don't shut down all your options. Well, David, I, I want grandchildren, David. I want grandchildren. <laughs> um, Makes me laugh. Makes me laugh now, but they have been very, very supportive of me in whatever the Lord is calling me yeah. to. So they haven't they haven't connected it to anything in particular, which was frustrating in seminary when I didn't know quite which way I wanted to go. And I asked them, Hey, what you guys know me better than I know myself. What do you think God is calling me to? And they, they won't give me an answer. We love you. We're proud of you. We support you in whatever decision you make. Yeah, wow. Whenever we talk about vocation stories, we try to make the point that in the end, uh, God love our parents, but it's not what our parents want for us. It's what God wants hmm. for us. Hmm. Yes, and that was, like I said, that was between college seminary and graduate seminary. That's a, a big step. And so I was coming out of college seminary ready to move into graduate, but wondering, is this the right way? You know, am I just in this rut of seminary formation? And I think it feels right because I don't know anything else. And and that's when I approached approached them very specifically and said, hey, what what do you think? You know me well. What do you think? And I was extremely frustrated when they would not give me a direct answer. But now I'm very, very thankful for that, um, yeah. because they they left it up up to God and up to up to me. Hmm. 
Father David Neuschwander, our spiritual director, thank you for sharing the story. We appreciate that. We are talking today about our prayer and uh, distractions, and uh, let's get to some phone calls. Thanks for waiting, everyone. We appreciate that. Let's start with Francis, listening in in uh, New York. And hi, Francis. Welcome to the program today. Hi, how are you? Thank you for you, having me. You bet. Welcome, Francis. Hello? Yes, hello. I, um, I'm calling in because of the distractions. Um, usually, when I'm one-on-one with Jesus or the Blessed Mother, I rarely have, have any distractions. However, when it comes to the rosary, that's, that's another issue, another whole story. So I find that when uh, I'm walking, if I'm not on relevant radio, I usually take relevant radio even when I walk, and I say my rosary daily. And during that time when I'm walking and I'm saying my rosary, sometimes my mind wanders. And before I know it, I'm in the second decade, and I'm, and I'm saying my rosary as I look down, and I realize that I'm just saying words and not really concentrating. At that time, I'm always asking Jesus to forgive me, and the Blessed Mother, please forgive me. I Secondly, I call on the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. I'll say that over and over again. And before I know it, I'm back into my rosaries, and I'm visualizing the different decades as I'm going through it. Now, when I am home, I am close to my little prayer book that uh, a family member had given me, and the copyright is 1926, so it's fairly old, but I carry it with me most times. But when I'm not near it, uh, this is what I do as I call on the Holy Spirit. But when I'm near my little book, and I'm saying in my rosary with relevant radio, I turn the pages, and I see each um, decade, and I stare at each picture, and I visualize myself within that photo and it's almost like I'm there and I just keep turning the pages until I get at the end of my rosary. So with that being said, that's what helps me with my distraction. And after my rosaries, I always thank the Lord Jesus and the Blessed Mother for getting me through and saying a good rosary. That's my story. (laughs) Well, that's, that's wonderful, Francis. That's wonderful. I think it's, as, as humans, we have all these different senses, and as you say, okay, you're praying the rosary, and you're, you're flipping the pages, and you're looking at the pictures, and you're using your imagination. It's the, the more of us we use in that prayer, the more immersed we become, and the harder it is to be distracted when more and more of our abilities are being taken into prayer. You're holding that book, you're turning the pages, you're using your touch, you're using your sight, you're using your imagination, and those are all tools that draw us deeper and deeper into prayer. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Those are a few different tools you're using there. Francis, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, let's take another phone call. Kathy, listening in Westfield, New Jersey, you're up next. Uh, welcome to the program today. 
Thank you, Chuck and Father David. Um, personally, what I have found is that when I originally start to say a, a prayer, uh, and then it has one meaning, and then over time, I'm talking about months and years, that same prayer might might become mundane. I'm sorry to say that, but um, what, so what will happen is I, I almost it's almost like you do a little check where you come back to why am I saying this? I don't want to be on automatic pilot. The reason for me praying was for a person or for help with something. So what I have found is when I get into that mode and I can identify with the lady that just called because sometimes I'll be saying my rosary and before you know it, it, you're on the fourth decade and I'm thinking, oh boy, and then I want to go back and concentrate more because it is such a beautiful story, the rosary, and and we get so many of the stories with each different decade. So the bottom line here is um, I sometimes will say to God, I'm sorry, you know, let's do a recheck. And in doing so, in the way I see it, it's, it's his way of saying, Cass, just take a deep breath and let's just talk. And by doing that, it just seems to, it just seems to help me focus more and get back to the real reason for prayer, just conversation with God or Our Lady or the, the saint we're praying to. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense to me. Um, the Lord's always calling us into that conversation, and I, I even like that, that line. You know, <laughs> Cass, let's take a deep breath and let's, let's talk. Um, that's exactly what exactly what prayer is, you know, and distractions are present and they come and, you know, our minds do go on autopilot. Sometimes I think that can be our own fault that we aren't concentrating. Sometimes I think that's just that we as humans do that. Uh, and so to expect to expect to always be able to have 100% concentration I don't think is a realistic expectation for us, but to be able to say, okay, yeah, Lord, I went on autopilot for a little bit. Yeah, Lord, I'm just kind of lost, lost you there for a minute. Okay, Lord, what, what do you want? Well, take a deep breath. <laughs> Let's talk. Gets, gets us back to the, the whole reason behind it all. Yeah. I love that. Kathy, thank you so much. Uh, uh, take a deep breath and let's just talk. <laughs> Great advice for all of us, no doubt. Father David Nushwander, our spiritual director, talking about distractions during our prayer life. This is an email from one of our faithful listeners in uh, the Austin Diocese, uh, Michelle. And she says, I seem to find myself distracted during Mass. She says she's a filmmaker. And I sometimes get ideas for projects during the time when we are kneeling and praying during the Mass. At those times, I catch myself and look at it as the Holy Spirit inspiring me. So I thank the Lord for the idea and ask the Holy Spirit to help me return my focus back to the Mass. It's like uh, when I'm at Mass, uh, we, God and me, are having an open conversation and the Lord shares his creativity with me. And I think that's such a such a, a great point for all of us. And I'm hoping that because it happens to me, somebody who has uh, produced a lot of documentaries myself, a lot of uh, 
of videos, uh, production work, and those types of things on the tail end of uh, writing a book on marriage and just feeling the inspiration of the the Holy Spirit and all of that. But I I think that, uh, Father David, the Holy Spirit and uh, God can just enter into all of that, whether we're at Mass, whether we're sitting in prayer, whether we're taking a run through the neighborhood, but he's there with us all the time, isn't he? He is. He is. I I often laugh. I, the Lord often pulls things together for me and and speaks to me and gives me some of those aha moments, usually when I'm not doing anything special. I'm hmm. on a walk. I'm working out. I'm going between the rectory and the church. I'm eating lunch, and I'm not even intentionally thinking about anything. And all of a sudden, he just... He just drops an idea or or drops a thought and I say, Oh oh yeah, that that would be a great way to do it, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have been praying about it and I didn't hear it, but apparently when I'm eating lunch that's a that's a better time for him to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I remember years ago we were doing some pro life commercials. And I was out running one morning, and I just had this idea, and uh, sunrise, everything coming up, God's creation, all of that. And uh, just started praying about this uh, commercial that we were trying to produce, and it was just, uh, it just came to me in an instant. And um, I was afraid I was going to forget it. So I spent the rest of the, the run going over and over in my mind, just repeating the lines, repeating the lines. So when I got back home, I could write it down. And um, but it but it happens like that uh, when we are distracted. Sometimes uh, it just comes. The prayer just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I I think sometimes too, as as you mentioned that some distractions aren't necessarily distractions. I like how Michelle had said, yeah, you know, she's she's at mass, and so she's praying, and all of a sudden this idea comes. I appreciate that that she's willing to tell the Lord, thank you for that, and acknowledge that, and then refocus on Mass, you know, rather than the other two options would be, well, well, Lord, this isn't the time for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm at church. It's not not the time for ideas. <laughs> or the other the other extreme of saying, oh yeah, that's a great idea, and then being caught up in that idea for the rest of of Mass. Uh, and and not returning focus. I like how she's able to acknowledge that, you know, say thank you, in some ways maybe put it in a basket to be picked up after mass, yeah. <laughs> and and then return back to the the prayer at hand. I think sometimes in prayer, people and topics come up, and it's willing. It's worth saying, oh yeah, well maybe I maybe I should give that person a call, jot down a yeah. quick note, and and then get back to prayer. Yeah. Father David Neuschwander, our spiritual director, talking about distractions in our prayer life. Uh, Let's take another phone call. Rita, listening in Salt Lake City. Thanks for the call, and welcome to The Inner Life today. Hello, and and thank you. And, you know, talk about distractions. I'm listening to these other ladies, and I'm relating to them about immersing myself in the mystery. I am there, and imagination, and forgetting why I'm calling and, but actually what I do, oh, yes, and then there was a prayer that, uh, Lord, that you will increase and I will decrease. But actually now what I do is to pray to Our Lady before I start my big prayers and 
ask her to help me to pray uh, to to pray that I will pray properly and and uh, please the Lord and not be distracted. So <laughs> that's as much as I can mm. do. <laughs> Thank you, Rita. I think that's a that's a beautiful way to pray and to just ask ask for Mary's guidance. Talk about talk about somebody whose whole heart was focused so often on the Lord. Now, I imagine she certainly had distractions too, but was was not perhaps led away by them as much as I or we tend to be. Yeah. Rita, thanks uh, for joining us. Let's uh, try to get at least one more phone call in here. And uh, Andrea, listening in uh, White Bear Lake, Minnesota, thank you for the call and welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, I uh, am a Lake Carmelite, and I've always been kind of a shiny object kind of girl. It's hard for me to, to focus sometimes. But when I was reading about um, St. Teresa of Avila, who um, admitted that she was often very distracted in prayer, and so she said, it's okay to watch the ships go by, just don't invite them into the port. So I kind of picture, if I'm getting distracted, putting it on the ship and letting it pass by, and that helps me refocus. Hmm. I like that passage, Sam. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, that's such a great image for us. And maybe, for me at least, that's the, the lesson to, yeah, we're praying, uh, we're distracted, but come back, come back. Acknowledge the distraction, as we were talking about earlier, and come back. Don't fight those ships into the port. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, th thank you, Andrea. But Father David, uh, come back. Come back. Acknowledge the, the distractions and, uh, and come back to prayer. Come back to God. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, and, and I think, you know, the, the real question is, as we deal with the distractions in our, in our respective journeys of faith, how do we just um, deal with them? And how, how, does, how can we literally use them to draw closer to God? Yeah, and, and as, as we were mentioning before, I think the most important part, at least that I see, is oftentimes these distractions can can lead us to talk to ourselves about how we shouldn't be focusing on them. And what I've appreciated about so, so many of those who've called in is what they're doing is acknowledging these distractions with God, which then means it's no longer a distraction anymore <laughs> if, <laughs> if they're taking it to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, here it is. Lord, I'm being distracted. Lord, help me out. Or, or, you know, here's the basket, guardian angel, you you take this away, or Lord, the boat's going by, and, and I, I see it, Lord, but I, I'm not going to invite that in. Let's, let's get back to our talk. It's, it's talking to God is what so many of our callers are, are doing, which means that then those distractions aren't staying distractions. They're actually leading them back into prayer. 
Yeah, and then Father David, in the 30 seconds we have left before we have to wrap things up, so I've got that meeting this afternoon, and I can't get the can't get the thought of that out of uh, my mind, and just keeps coming up and up and up. And is that the time we say maybe I need to pray about that meeting? Maybe I need to invite <laughs> the Lord to be with me, and and really use that distraction as as a prayer. Bring God into whatever's going to happen during the rest of the day. Exactly, I completely agree. I know for for myself, yeah, certain distractions are coming up, but. If, if it seems to be knocking on my door again and again and again, then then I start thinking, well, maybe this isn't so much a distraction as this is God inviting me to, to pray about this or to invite him into this situation. Father David Neuschwander, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. Father David, we'd like to close this hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Gladly, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We thank you that you are always with us, that you always hear us. Please open our minds, our hearts to listen to you. Please help us deal with distractions, not by turning in on ourselves and talking to ourselves, but by turning out and looking up to you and offering these things to you. Strengthen us, Lord, to follow you more and more each day, to listen to your voice. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Day 24, Mirror of Justice, pray for us. The first of 13 symbolic titles of Our Lady in the Litany, this calls to mind the magnifying power of a stainless mirror. Christ is the light, and Mary reflects the light like a mirror. Christ is the sun, Mary is the moon. You cannot look at the sun directly, but you can gaze upon the moon. Not far from Mexico City, in the ancient city of Tlaxcala, you'll find the image of Our Lady of Ocatlan. Behind the main altar of this classical colonial church is a chamber in the form of an octagon, 20 feet across and 20 feet high, all eight walls covered in mirror. In the center of this chamber rests a quartz table with a lantern on top. Turn off the lights, light the candle, and the stainless mirrors reflect the light in a brilliant way. But to reflect the light, the mirrors must face the light and be stainless. Mirror of Justice, pray for the church and the nation.